So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited about today. I have the legend, John, John Jolif, also known as, <laughs> we were just talking about this a minute ago, uh, but we're doing something really special. It's episode 150. John is a legendary therapist. We're gonna actually gonna do a live Instagram call-in show. Yeah. So John, I'm gonna hit the live button, as I like to jokingly call it, if you want to Great. live in the modern world and you wanna be successful online. Hey, what's up, everybody? I have John Hello, everyone. Legendary therapist who's going to spend some time with us today on our podcast discussing some real issues. And John, what I like about today, I'm going to put this on me for all my peeps yeah. that are out there that know. Yeah. We're actually going to let you ask questions for the people that are out there watching. As a business coach, mm -hmm. I spend all day long trying to figure out why is it that some people are wildly successful in whatever you want to call it and other people aren't. And one of the things that I've always identified is there is a percentage of people that just, there's something blocking them. Mm -hmm. Their relationship is off. They're still upset at their parents. You know, when they were four, they didn't get a pony. And, and all of that shows up in their adult life. Right. And, and I want to unpack some of that today. And there is no one better, my friends, on the planet than you. <laughs> To help That's us do that, a so huge amount of pressure. Well, no, yeah, listen, you live in this. So, so would you share um, so people have context, mm -hmm. uh, just a little bit of your backstory and specifically something you did for fifteen years, which is what we're going to try and emulate today. But oh, fifteen years, oh, radio. Yes, yes, I was syndicated on uh, national radio for fifteen years daily. Yes, and then when I finished here, I felt like I wasn't growing any longer, and. I went down to Singapore, Malaysia, and Indonesia and took on the Asian mind. Yes. And I wanted to see how people were different, you know. And so, uh, yeah, we used to get 1,000 calls an hour. And of that, we screened down to 24. And of the 24, we got six or eight on on the uh, on the air. It was fabulous. So you for, so for like 15 years, you were basically doing like microtherapy yeah. sessions. Well, do you... you you have a cell phone, or is that I, your cell phone? This is, yeah, it's my cell phone right okay, here. Okay, well, I'm going to do yes. something, and I'll show you something. Okay, all right. So We are live, by the way, for yeah, my friends that are listening or right. watching later, and for my friends on Instagram, I'm literally going to tee you up with a legendary therapist you can we're going to like literally go live and I can already see people are lining up in the queue, which is great. Um, but go ahead. You're going to, you're going to well, share I something. Say, isn't mm -hmm. most therapy 45 minutes, 60 minutes? Right. It seems and to be the case. Coaching, I don't know how long your coaching is. 28 to 30 minutes. Okay. 28 yes. to 30 yes. minutes. Yes. Do you think it's possible to say something therapeutic and really help change lives in less than five minutes? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. I'm going to start, I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. And you tell me if it's therapeutic. Okay. We're going to I got a stopwatch here. And we're gonna... So a lady calls my radio show, and she says she's terrified of bridges, mm -hmm. going over a bridge. She'll drive eight miles around mm -hmm. a bridge rather mm -hmm. than cross it. Yeah. And so I said, well, are you also afraid of tall buildings? And she says, yes, yeah, terrified of tall buildings and bridges. Mm -hmm. I said, well, let me ask you something I already have an answer for, but uh, when's the last time you fell off a tall building or a bridge? 
And she says, never. Yeah. I said, well, isn't it interesting? You're afraid of something that's never happened, happening. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you afraid of swallowing a fork? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I said, uh, buried in what you're saying to me is a code. And so I want to ask you about the family of origin. That's mm-hmm. the powerful birthplace of attitudes right. and expectations. When we talk about blocks and we talk about success, mm-hmm. there's a, sometimes a hangover, yeah. a wound. So we'll talk about that in a moment. I said, tell me about your, uh, tell me about your father. He says, well, he was a rageaholic mm-hmm. given to anger. Yeah. I said, how do you explain his anger? He said, well, he said if I'd been quiet, he wouldn't have been so angry. I said, did you fall for that? She goes, yeah, I think I did. Were you ever married? She says, yeah, I married an alcoholic. <laughs> well, how did he explain his alcoholism? She said, he said, I drove him to drink. I said, did you fall for that? She says, I think I did. Wait a minute. Do you think I'm more afraid of falling for something rather than falling off of something? I said, well, do you describe yourself as naive and gullible and don't have a voice? And she says, yeah, that's me. I said, if you'd gotten another therapist, they would have driven you back and forth across the bridge, desensitizing you to heights, yeah. and the real bone fragment would have remained underground. You need to learn to be assertive, find your voice, and the like. Now I ask you, mm-hmm. do you think that's therapy? Yes. Do you think that's helpful, growthful? Yeah, I mean, and it causes me to, right yeah. direction. One thousand. I mean, I was actually. Were you guys doing the same thing I was doing? I was like taking it in personally. Like, what is that for me? Right. I was in the moment. Yeah. Yes. Okay. One minute and fifty-five seconds. <laughs> now I have to fill for right. uh, fifty-nine minutes. <laughs> so, what kind of car did you drive when you came yes. here today? How you feeling? Have you ever been to Hawaii? Right. I'm filling now. Right. You don't need that much time if you go for the dynamics. People chase stories all the time. Okay, but there was a method there. And and so she says, you know, I'm afraid of tea. And then you're like, tell me about your family origin. Well, see, here's here's the problem. Most people chase stories. Mm -hmm. And people don't understand that there's code Mm -hmm. in what we say. Yeah. And phobias are unreal fears. So we might have a fear of speaking in public, uh, maybe writing. My s- sister's a Grammy gold re- record singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She got writer's block mm-hmm. after she wrote The Rose. And so I said, well, you have, to, you have to understand who's looking over your shoulder. Yeah. So these phobias are unreal fears. And if you could be afraid of what you really need to be afraid of, you wouldn't have to develop a phobia, a stand-in fear. Right. So many times the things that block us from success – or progressing in our lives are these made up, unverifiable mm-hmm. conflicts that if we could get underneath, there may be a code in what we're saying. There may be a truth. Oftentimes the family of origin is not a place to blame people, but you're shaped for 20 years. You're gonna right. come out of there with certain right. attitudes and ideas. Right, okay, I gotta turn over to the uh, to the live show here. All right. How many of you get what we're talking about here? I'm just curious. <laughs> Right. So, yes, I got some people that are like making comments like, wow. Yes. Drunk monkey. Somebody just had the stories that we keep telling ourselves. So let's see if we have somebody live in here really fast. I'm going to see if I can invite. Let's see. I don't know if how if I actually. Hey, Brian, I may need you over here, buddy. Because it says I can accept. I can invite. Yes, this is the let's see. (laughs) Okay. so how do I. Okay, so I'm Brian. 
in case you guys are wondering if this is a live show. <laughs> so, up, oh, hey, there we go. Hey, Hi. you're uh, you're literally in episode 150 of the podcast. Tell them who you are, and uh, and let's fire away with a question. Um, <laughs> I'm Jesse Ebner. Uh, I'm in Crested Butte, Colorado. Hi, I have a uh, a horrible fear of uh, starting exercise, which is ridiculous. Um, I just can't get started. Yeah. So she's got a horrible fear of starting to exercise. Right. And why do you want to exercise? To feel better. I know it'll help. <laughs> I know it's very popular, but uh, we each have our own reason for going. Well, here's what I, I think about so many things. I think we wait, mistakenly, we wait for inspiration and motivation to do things, whether it's uh, start a new company, whether it's uh, start exercising, whether it's... Uh, Whatever, whatever it may be, we wait for inspiration <clears throat> and motivation. That's a mistake. I think what you should do is figure out what the right thing to do is and then do it. And what I've found is I've never worked out. I've never gone to the gym because I was inspired or motivated to do it. But I know it's the right thing to do. So I do the right thing. I identify what the right thing to do is in every category. I do it. And the motivation and inspiration to continue doing it arrives, but only after you engage. Don't wait for it ahead of time. Is working out the right thing? Is working yes. out the right thing? All right. Then just do it. Put it on the calendar. Do it. And don't wait for inspiration or motivation. Okay. So, so hold on. So, now, John, I'm going to throw in there. It's funny. Tim, Tim Smith and a bunch of other people are texting right now. It's fun. Hi. <laughs> so, so. John, does, does accountability help? Does telling somebody what you're committed to, you know, like having a therapist, having me yep. showing up in the morning to my yep. trainer, there's just this weird thing. I will do more for him than I will for myself at times. Not right. always, but right. at times. Right. Does that help or does it not? I think it always does. I think, you know, swimming together, uh, working out together, running together. I think it's always a, a, a better activity because you, you push each other. And I think the idea of pushing each other is also a good thing. But more importantly than that, you've got to find out in life what the right thing to do is. It may be getting weak at a glance calendar and getting organized, but you keep putting it off because you're just not motivated to go to the store and buy it and all that, drive across town. What is the right thing to do in every category? And put it on the calendar and do it. And then the motivation, inspiration, or other people will come alongside and now you can do all that together. But it's the it's the doing the right thing that's the key. Okay? Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. If it's not in your calendar, it doesn't exist, right? Uh you've heard that before. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw one more thought at you too. And John, so I'm ready, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play right. your co therapist here. Okay. Um like at, at the deeper level, what is it that's stopping you? Like what are you holding on to? Like, what's the, what's the real story? Do you know what I mean? Like we all, everyone says they want to make their phone calls and do their work and, you know, be successful, but there's usually something they're holding on to that maybe is like that little anchor, John. I'm just curious, like, mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that? When I was a teenager, I would get, I would turn bright red anytime I was exercising and yeah. my face just turned bright red and people would tease me and it stuck with me forever. I don't know why. 
I'm a super confident person. I'm fine, but <laughs> for when's some reason. The last time? When's the, have you been working out for a while or are you just starting? Um, I'm just, my Peloton gets delivered tomorrow. Okay. So I'm start, just so starting. Many times, many times people tell me that they don't want to go into the gym for the first month. They're out of shape. They don't look very good in their gym clothes. They're embarrassed that they can't lift the weights or do the distance, you know, running or biking or all that. So they're a little intimidated. And so I say, well, well go at noon, go at one o'clock, go at three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> but get going, get started. And I think you'll do just fine. Thank but you. remember, Thank you. we can find all kinds of reasons why we don't do the right thing. The most important thing is do the right thing and everything follows. Yeah. Thank you. I love sense. Colorado, by the way. Yes. That makes sense. All right, cool. We're going we're gonna to keep going. I'm actually going to ask a question about relationships. Yeah, so. Oh. Me? No, not you. But lots of love to you. Okay, so I don't know how to hang that up, so you have to hang that up. So, John, first of all, that was Hang yourself fun. up. Hang <laughs> yes. yourself up. <laughs> Somebody needs to figure that out. Okay, so let's, in case you guys are wondering, this is a live show. All right, so, so John. Uh-huh. When I think about um, marriages and relationships and, and a big reason why people hire a therapist, someone yeah. like yourself, yeah. um, it's not, uh, I mean, the numbers in Newport Beach where, you know, right. where we both live, it's right. something like 72% divorce rate. It's 60% in California. It's 50% in the U.S. Mm -hmm. First of all, the, like I, I can hear comedians in my mind saying, why would you ever get married? Like, <laughs> you know, hey, come uh, jump out of an airplane with a parachute. You have a 50% <laughs> chance of making it or 72% yeah. of the time people die. Right. No one in their right mind would do it. Mm-hmm. I remember asking you, what are the reasons why most relationships fail? Mm -hmm. Like, what is that cause? Like, what, what are the five, six, ten things? Talk to us. I thought you were going to say, I thought the question was going to be, why do most marriages fail? Well, yes, that. Okay. Marriages. And this is a big difference, and this is why we need to understand this. There's a big difference between marriages and relationships. Yeah. I've been in private practice for 40 years. Mm-hmm. I was recently interviewed on television. They said, how many consults is that in 40 years? I said, I have no idea. Yeah. That's they said, well, number. go to the green room, figure it out. And so I counted and figured it out. It's 96,000 consults. Wow. Okay. In my 40 years and 96,000 consults, I've never seen a marital problem. Say that again, John. I've never seen a marital problem in over 40 years. That never, doesn't even never like, treated one. Yeah. No one, no one, everyone's going, <laughs> what? Like, could you guys, do you guys hear what he just said? Yeah. Right? Are you buying that? Waiting for the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, our producer, waiting for the punchline. So what we have is we have relationship problems, mm -hmm. one or more people. Mm -hmm. Many times people should be in individual therapy mm -hmm. than couples therapy. I, so I was interviewed and they said, what's the top five marital problems today? And I mm -hmm. said, there isn't any. Yeah. They said, well, what about adultery? What about addiction? Mm -hmm. What about depression? What about abuse? Mm -hmm. What about those things? Yeah. I said, those aren't marital problems. Those are individual problems that have marital repercussions. Yes. People should be in individual work rather than making this a marital problem. Mm -hmm. You have a relationship problem. And oftentimes, I'll find that, you know, we're going to have to terminate your relationship in order to save your marriage. Say that because again. This, say, say that again, John. You're going to have to terminate your relationship yep. in order to to save your marriage. We're going to have to find a new way of relating mm -hmm. so we can get the death to us part. This relationship is not going to travel well. 
There's a lot to unpack in there. So the so so relationships, marriages don't fail. No. The the individual's relationship to things, their past, their life, their life experiences, the way they view the world. What we bring that's into what we our bring relationships. Into the yeah. reputation we once talked yeah, about. That's right. So so how does how do you help the person that is listening right now who says but John, you don't understand, like my spouse complains about X or, mm-hmm. you know, I find Y happening all the time. And you've heard every scenario, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's not enough sex. It's, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't pay attention to me. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, you know, put mm-hmm. the toothpaste, mm-hmm. you know, on the thing, every keeps the toilet seat up. It's all that stuff, right? Where do you start with that person to help them create that breakthrough? So a partnership. Mm-hmm. Now, this we're talking about marriage, but it could be a business partnership. 100%. Because it's the relationship in the partnership, yep. regardless if it's marriage or business. Mm-hmm. One of the things I think is, is critical is to understand how we contribute to the very wrongdoing against us. We are a co-conspirator. Ask that question again, John. Okay. How do we contribute to the very thing that we're dissatisfied with. Mm-hmm. We're unhappy, we're miserable in our partnership, yeah. whatever it is. And we, we oftentimes point the finger and say, well, he's this and she's that and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But the point is we're contributing. So yeah. an example, you can have someone in the partnership uh, commit adultery. And it looks like this is what we should focus on. you know. How could you do this to your marriage and your commitment and the like? Mm-hmm. Until we uncover that they both co-create an environment where someone has to make a decision to either divorce, mm-hmm. uh, suicide, cheating. Some decisions going to have to be made because we co-create an environment where decisions have to be made. Yeah. And so what we do is we focus on the adulterer and we don't focus on the other issues yeah. that co-created that. Now, you focus the choice- on the, the, the effect, not the cause. The choice is yeah. on them. Right. Whatever you choose is on you. Yeah. But we co-create an environment. You can't have a, an improved relationship or partnership unless you ask the question, how am I co-creating an environment mm-hmm. to where we have this problem between us? Yeah. Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question, what's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you gotta do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I wanna be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work and the platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon. How often do, do people get that in the first session? Well, the first session is always interesting. People come in and they say, do I have to tell you everything? And I said, no, please don't. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know that Please much don't time. tell me everything. <laughs> yes. What I want you to do is tell me everything you don't want me to know. Yeah. That's where all personal growth starts. Right. Tell me what you don't want me to know. Yeah. Tell me what you think you're contributing to this failed relationship. Yeah. 
But don't so many people walk in just blame, 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 mm-hmm. you know, and, and, the, and they'll say, you know, it's blame, 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 blame. And I don't have my part in this, but blame, 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 blame. Because anyone watching or listening right now, I hear the same thing. We're talking about the hiring of an assistant, uh, adding a salesperson to your team, a client. They're like, right. my client is X, Y, Z, A, B, C. And they forget, like, I, you have a role in that relationship with that buyer, with that seller, whoever it may be. How do you get them to create the self-awareness to understand that whether it's 50-50 or 100% that they have a role in it and that they can do something about it, that their change could create more change? So you were, you were asking a question about success mm-hmm. earlier. In order to succeed at anything, whether it's a relationship, marriage, business, in order to succeed, you have to concede. You're as successful mm-hmm. as you are conceding success. Mm-hmm. Success, and, and let's talk success for a moment. No one is successful. We're usually successful in pockets. Mm-hmm. So you may be very successful at business and you may be failing at home. Yeah. Or you may be very successful at home, but you fail in business. Yeah. There's these pockets who are not mm-hmm. generally successful or generally a failure. Yeah. We're specific. Mm-hmm. And therefore, any success you want to have in your life, whether it is a partnership, a marriage, uh, working with your kids, uh, maybe uh I can't remember the term, but when you friend up mm-hmm. or you business up yeah, you and you go up. for the yeah. bigger mm-hmm. clients and mm-hmm. things like that, mm-hmm. you have to concede before you can succeed. You were asking mm-hmm. the lady in Colorado, mm-hmm. can you concede what it is that stops you from going right. to the gym? Can can you admit something about yourself? Right. And she said, yeah, I get flushed. Yeah. I get red. And then I get embarrassed and then I don't want to be there and I get in my head. I don't want to yeah. look the way I yeah. look in yeah. the gym. Right. Yeah. So we have to concede before we can succeed. Mm-hmm. And so if we will talk about what we don't want you to know, there's a whole lot to impact there. So marriages don't fail. Individuals fail in their ability to yeah be in relationship. I can't hear you. Right. Well, there, there's right. potential failure. Right. Okay, I'm looking to see who wants to talk to us next. Let's let's talk about something in the relationship standpoint. So I'm just going to grab people randomly. I don't really know who or how. Brian, I may need you in a second. Okay, just got to wait for them to accept. Um, 90,000 hours? 96,000 consults. Okay, 96,000. All right, so introduce yourself yeah. to John. Here Hi. we go. Hello, what's your name? Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. What's your name? CMA. Oh, okay. CMA. Oh, yes, good. Where are you calling from? Uh, from Houston, Texas. Oh, Houston, Texas. Welcome. What's your question? Yeah. How can we help? Uh, actually, I'm so sorry. I was just watching uh, the, the, the interview. I didn't know. I didn't meant to interrupt it or ask oh. a question. I am so sorry. Okay. Well, that's fine. That's perfect. That's fine. Hey. Hey, call the, call the back with another we, one. We got you there. We're like, hey, what's going on? All right. So <laughs> I don't know how to get rid of this, but I'm going to see if I do this. And yes, people are like, yes, I'm wondering if this is a live show. Yes, it is. Okay, so you got to kill it on your end, I believe, unless Brian can come over here and remind me how to do it. You have to hang up on yourself. There we go. I think I just did it. Nope. All right, so let's keep going. But so, so John, I want to unpack this. How do I, how do I change my internal relationship 
to impact my relationship? Say it again. How do I change my, so Brian, you gotta figure out how to do that real fast. Yes, episode 150, it's a live show, ladies and gentlemen. John, how do I, so it, at least maybe I'm, maybe I'm missing the right word here. So if I want to improve my marriage or improve my relationship with whatever it may be, my yeah. partnership, my mm -hmm. business partnership, yeah. excellent example. Mm -hmm. um, I have to acknowledge what I bring to it yep. and how it I am a part of that. It does work. Right? What, yep. What works and what doesn't. So what do you do? What do you do with a client uh, that says, well, I've, okay, I kind of figured it out, but I don't know if I want to make that change. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, that that's my superpower, John, like that's yeah. what I do extraordinarily well. And now you're asking me to change that. Yeah. How, how do I do that? Well, this is where people get confused. They mm -hmm. think they're resistant to change. Yeah. People are not resistant to change. Nobody resists change. It's a myth. I agree. I think people love change. They love new people, cars. They love babies. People persist mm -hmm. with what's familiar. And if what's familiar is undermining your relationship and partnership, mm -hmm. it's not getting you the business that you really want to have. Mm -hmm. If there's something blocking you, it's probably your persistence and not your resistance to change. You're persisting with something that you're familiar. Better a known devil than an unknown saint. Right, right. Okay, so, so all that makes sense to me. How do I then make the change. Mm -hmm. How do I, like from a therapeutic standpoint, how do I go from, okay, I recognize I'm running this pattern that doesn't work, yeah. right? I'm running this play is the way I sort of talk about in business that doesn't work. Um, how do I catch myself? How okay, do I, so if I you know, said to you, if you, you've identified what mm -hmm. doesn't work, mm -hmm. could you just give that to me, please? Can you just hand that over to me? Yeah. Because all change is really an exchange. Hmm. You're going to exchange this for that, okay. this which is not working mm -hmm. for that. Okay. So when people say to me, do you have one piece of advice that you could give everybody in the world? I said, absolutely. What is it? I'm not going to tell you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the next show. No. <laughs> yes. We'll be back from we'll the next break here. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. The one piece of advice you could give everybody yeah. in the world yeah. is- Seek to understand more than try to be understood. Yeah. Seek to understand. I don't understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I don't like what you're saying, mm -hmm. but I really don't understand what you're yeah. saying. And when you seek to understand another, they usually reciprocate. The idea of shut up and listen to me never works. No, no. And there's a lot of ways we say that, not so directly, but it's intended. Mm -hmm. Listen to me. I mm -hmm. started the conversation. Wait, let me finish, mm -hmm. and you never finish. Yeah, seek to understand more than try to be understood. It's very, very powerful. It, I mean, and I feel like I've heard that in so many different ways, yeah. right? Um, so, the, so the question then becomes: I'm trying to just continue to unpack this. So, so if I'm seeking to understand, and I'm in the middle of a a, a personal relationship issue that I'm bringing to my marriage, my business partnership, my you know my teammates, whatever it may be, and I'm acknowledging that there is this exchange of old for new. Yeah. Um, how, how does, how do you create the routine or the, maybe the conversation like, Hey John, anytime I do this, it's okay to catch me because mm -hmm. I'm trying to make this change for the betterment of our business partnership, mm -hmm. for the betterment of our, our marriage relationship. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have there? Well, I was going to, you said something I want to just mm -hmm. hitchhike on. So in the business of real estate, 
you know, we have expertise, mm-hmm. and we get kind of all pumped up with our expertise, and we want to kind of show off. Mm-hmm. So we go into a relationship that we're trying to build by trying to impress. Let me tell you. Just, mm-hmm. yeah, just no, hold I, on. No. Hold on. Let me tell you about me. Let me tell you about <laughs> what I've done. And I was like, what no, I, I agree. You're like, no, I'm actually doing what it. What I can, <laughs> yes, yeah. and what I can do for you. Pitch, pitch, you pitch. Know, just, yeah, you know, yeah. We're not seeking to understand. It. Yeah, we don't know as much as we yeah. think we don't. Mm-hmm. We don't know enough about what they need. Mm-hmm. It's not just real estate. It's not a new home. It's not a new business. There's something intrinsic. You were asking the question earlier. Mm-hmm. This girl in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think is really going on? Yeah. What do you think the real need is mm-hmm. in terms of what you're looking to acquire? Mm-hmm. What, what do yeah. you want this to accomplish? Mm-hmm. It's all those questions. Yeah. It's not the presentation. And that's why I say to people, being a student is far more powerful than being a teacher. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's Al Pacino in Glengarry Glen Ross, like all the other, you know, sort of, you know, hack salespeople pitching, 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 yeah. pitching, pitching. And him just, you guys remember the scene? Like he's yeah. just, he's just at the bar having a conversation with the guy, having a drink and ends up, you know, like he just was super curious about the individual and then just kept going down that path. And the natural thing was, hey, let's do some business together. Right. So yeah. like it, weird, maybe metaphor for somebody because, you know, some will have a negative connotation to that movie. But like, just, well, we are the instrument. Right. And we've right. got to refine that instrument. We've got yeah. to smooth that instrument. And it's yeah. only by understanding what we don't want to know. Mm-hmm. It's only by uncovering the things that we're ashamed of or feel is a weakness. Mm-hmm. And let's. Accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative. Right. And that's the wrong way to go about it. If you say that. Whoa, whoa, really say, whoa, whoa, say that again. What? What? The old saying is yeah. accentuate the positive, yeah. eliminate the negative. Yeah. yeah. If you want to really be powerful, yeah. if you really want to succeed yeah. in life, mm-hmm. you have to accentuate the negative. You have to explore the negative. What it is about yeah. Yeah. you, your style, what's happening, mm-hmm. how are you in your way? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? What could you I totally, I totally misinterpreted that. I, I, I felt like it was like amplify both. And I was like, yeah, I mean, you're definitely going to find the people that like you and the people that don't like you. But you're not saying that. You're saying just seek to understand it. Seek to understand it. I'm not talking about talking about it. I'm not yeah. parading your negativity around. Right. No, I'm talking about if you want personal growth, focus on the negative. Don't focus on the positive. Yeah. Focused yeah. on the negative. Dig that out. It's, yeah. a, it's a root canal. It's mm-hmm. a cavity. It's, mm-hmm. it's something that needs to be exchanged. Yeah. Hand that in. Yep. And let me hand you something better. Yeah. You know, it's interesting as you say that my mind goes to something that I hear a lot. I mean, you know, you and I both know a lot of very successful people and and you probably even more so because of just time on planet, right? Yeah. Like um, I have met so many men and women that, are the pinnacle of success and they are miserable, Mm -hmm. right? Totally lacking joy, ecstasy, fun, uncertainty, variety. It's just right. Super regimented and all the same. Uh, I bet there's someone listening right now that is in that same space. What, what do you ask them to get curious about? Well, I would say don't overstate. Don't overstate the issue. So I see some very successful people, right? It doesn't mean you f- or somehow have to admit to being a failure mm-hmm. to come to personal growth, to come to right. therapy or counseling or what coaching or all that. What you have to recognize is that for all of your success, 
and for all that you're accomplishing, there's this splinter, there's this whatever. Mm -hmm. It's one tooth, not the whole mouth. And we just have to focus on that one issue. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Focus on the one thing that you're not proud about. You want it to be different. And what we tend to do is compensate or ignore. Mm -hmm. So when I see yep. people and the successful people, I try to always remember in myself, these are highly competent, highly successful people. Mm -hmm. and, and we're looking at one aspect of their life. And don't contaminate that one aspect. Don't don't think of that one aspect as defining you. Yeah. Right? But if, but if we typically, if the pattern is we compensate uh, or ignore, as yeah. you said, which makes a ton of sense. I mean, I think we all have seen that pattern and probably run that pattern in some respect ourselves. Um, if we if we explore that and we dig into it, even if we don't like the answer, does that bring us more joy? Well, joy is kind of a byproduct. I don't know that joy is... Do you know what I mean? Like a yeah. peace, happiness, yeah. you know? Well, I think not at the first. It's like I've never really been joyful or happy in the weight room. <laughs> so it's context specific. Yes. Later, yes, you know, yeah. coming out of the shower, I'm going, hey, there's some definition. I like yeah. this. I may yeah. do this again. Yeah. So it, it, joy and happiness and all of this are really byproducts. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's really a byproduct of something else. Yeah. So many times, you know, I was saying a moment ago that we need to be students rather than teachers. We all want to teach and help and minister and correct and train people and all that. But you have to be a student of yourself and of other people to really succeed. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a moment about uh, counseling and therapy. Since we're yeah. talking kind of yeah. about yeah. that. And you can maybe throw coaching in there too. And co just because well, it's, coaching. you know, it's the same. They're all the same. It's all the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's all working with people. Helping people. <clears throat> yep challenges and all that. Mm -hmm. Now, in order to be a good coach or uh, ac accomplished whatever, mm -hmm. you have to uh, you have to do your own work first before mm -hmm. you can help others. You can't you can't help people see and take them to places you haven't been. Mm -hmm. Okay. I can hear my mentor Mike Vance saying you simply cannot learn from experiences you're not having. Yeah. Like, go have more experiences. Go make more mistakes, right? Like, that was basically what he was saying over and over again. Go make way more mistakes. Yeah. Was that the direction? That's right. Well, you can you can learn a lot from other people's knowledge, mm -hmm. but you can never learn from somebody else's wisdom. Really? Yeah, because wisdom is knowledge plus experience. Right. Time on and planet. you have to yeah. have the experience. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to kind of break break yourself down and be broken. You know, when you when you really are at a point where you don't have anywhere to turn, you sometimes turn inside where the game of life is really played anyway. Yeah. You get so focused on the outside, but it's really the inside game. Yeah. So co coaching, counseling, and therapy, therapy. use words used interchangeably. They're very different. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for one or the other, you should know what those are. A counselor is a teacher. Okay. A counselor is a teacher. And you're the, the client or the patient's the student. So if they'll shut up and listen to me, they may be helped. Mm -hmm. A therapist is just the reverse. 
the therapist is the student and the client or the patient is the teacher. Mm -hmm. And if I'll shut up and get out of the way, what they say to me is going to be more powerful in Mm -hmm. any of that. Mm -hmm. I think a coach goes between the two. I think that sometimes you're counseling, teaching, training, and I think other times you're students and you're listening you're asking good questions the Mm -hmm. better the question you know yeah what if the life you're living right now what if the life you're living is not the life that wants to live in you it's one of my favorite questions it's a question it's a big question do you guys hear that yeah Yeah. (laughs) for the people that are watching or listening right now like the best is like looking over at brian and ian like yeah thinking about that (laughs) so my friend thank you yeah, I appreciate it. And thank you for being a part of episode 150. I can't wait to, to see the comments and the, just the feedback and maybe more questions. And for the people that tried to ask us more questions there, we'll get to it again. We'll, we definitely should do that again. That was fun live. All right, we're out, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.